Welcome. Welcome to the Sharpening the Squares, where we sharpen all squares, Jay. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what kind of square you are, we're going to sharpen you and get you some units. Ooh, uh, yeah, like, right I do in our, like I do in our fantasy league. I've, I got you 10 units this year, you know, minus the big. Okay. Very exciting. Just keep, keep giving out those winners. Uh, what's going on over there? Well, it's... Champa. Well, down here, down here in Tampa, it's been a relatively slow news week as far as the NFL goes. I think they they took care of business last week. Um, who did they play? I forget. Oh, they played the who? Bills. That was a great game. Um, Which team? Oh, the Bucks and the Bills. The yeah. Bucks, yeah, the yeah. Bucks. The big. What a the lucky Bucks cover! The, man. What a lucky cover. I took it. I, I said, give me Tampa minus three and a half. Square don't care. And uh, I never in doubt I like that they the were going to cover that game. <laughs> never so, in doubt. that. Well, apparently, know, I knew that Rashad Perryman crossing route walk-off touchdown was just coming any second. Yeah, I went one and four in our square team. And Ouch. Apparently, apparently, Vegas lost like, like had one of its worst weeks ever. So, well, that must explain least, why I did well. At least I knew I was on I was on the right side, as mm. Billy, as Baru would say. I keep calling. There him you Billy. go. But uh, nobody, yeah, so nobody a, listened. To, <laughs> no one's listening at this point, anyways. But uh, yeah, <laughs> all the off. NFL all the NFL news this week came from a different part of Florida. Mm. Um, up there in the uh, near the Georgia line, and uh, it, it revolved around a certain leader of a team. And to start, I think I'll just give you one of this uh, renowned leaders and champions quotes from uh, one of their recent books. It says, "This guy says leaders create culture, culture drives behavior, and behavior produces results." Coach Urban Meyer. That's uh, <laughs> one of his leadership philosophy. And oh, yeah, uh, if we're talking about if we're talking about behavior driving or behavior producing results, boy, did Urban accomplish that in his uh, whirlwind tour um, of uh, his uh, NFL coaching experience, which sadly came to an end this week. Jay, I, I, Jay, you know what's sad is I'm starting to believe that Urban just wrote that book strictly for the units, for the cash. Huh. Well, let's talk I, I about this, right? We I all never would have thought of that. I really thought that he wanted that, to that Urban was just people. out for the, the money and the notoriety. No, um, I, yeah, but I thought when he wrote it, he really wanted to just inspire people, and he wasn't just out for the cash. But now I'm starting to think otherwise. Yeah, um, as we're getting more data points on <laughs> Urban, it's quite something. Um, let's talk. I mean, we, we often, you know, go to the Bears corner um, weekly in the podcast, but you declared allegiance to the Jaguars um, once they drafted your boys, Trevor and Travis, the TT boys, um, last, last spring. So uh, let's take a quick dip in the Jaguars jacuzzi and uh, tell me how things are, are going there in your neck of the woods. I'd say – not strong to quite not strong in uh in Jags Vegas. Uh I don't understand so Urban what I don't get is like they're talking about like well Shad Khan kinda released his mistake, but I'm like, wait a minute. 
I thought Urban Meyer was like, was he looking for a job in the NFL? Like, was it just like, I don't, what I don't get is like, Urban Meyer leaves Florida because he's just like, whatever, I've made a lot of money. Didn't he say he had like health problems and he wanted to be with his family? Yeah, but it was because he is renowned family man. That his wife was cheating on him. He was wife was cheating on him with a personal trainer, and he just had to get out of the state of Florida. He said so. That's step one. Remember. So if you move, then that will solve all your problems. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So So basically, the Urban Meyer leadership philosophy is: if there is a significant problem that you can't solve, just move far away. Well, you go, go back to Ohio. That's where I guess he met his wife and his family okay. from. He coached at Bowling Green and all that. Got so, it. So he goes back. So he goes back. He Well, he spends a couple years in ESPN in the booth, right? Yeah. And then he's finally – and then he's finally like, well, I'm making a lot of scratch, like a couple mil probably a year, maybe a mil. Yeah. And he's – and Ohio State comes calling. He goes to Ohio State. He wins a lot there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like – Nah, I'm just a little tired. I'm gonna make a couple mil. I don't care if I take a pay cut of like seven mil. I'm gonna go and like pretty much work. What is it? Thirteen weeks a year. That's it. You know, to just do some coach speak and just be like, yeah, I like uh, I like Alabama to win this week. They've got this a lot of a, poise. Being a, a talking head on the TV. Yeah, college football. Yeah. He's got a lot of poise. Remember, you gotta yeah. say that. He's got a lot of poise. So he's yeah, just living the life. He's got all the okay. money in the world. So yeah. answer me this question: Like, why again did he want to take this Jags job? Like, what what motivated him to go back to Florida, where he already said, like, I need to get out of the state of Florida, and like to a like already like terrible Jags team, and it's like, what? Why? Why did he do that? Like, well, it sounds like that he might have like an ego thing going on. But like, why right, didn't he like, just like go back to Ohio? Ohio State would have welcomed him back. Like, yeah. Well, he gets to he gets to Jacksonville, and one of the first things they do is draft Trevor Lawrence. Which, good job by you, by all accounts. Generation, in spite of Urban, has just still played really well this year. Is is showing a lot of potential. Um, and then, aside. Good in during his regime. I'd really like to put Trevor Lawrence up to a lie detector machine and be like, Trev, in hindsight, do you wish you'd have just stayed at Clemson for uh, your senior year? Well, no. So I, I think he definitely the would water, think about the water it. in the Jaguars jacuzzi is a lot more comfortable today than it was last week at this time. So it's like the thing with like Justin Fields in Chicago. Matt Nagy is still there getting his stink all over Fields, whereas like Urban's gone. They've got Daryl Bevel leading the team, who's been interim coach before, had a good run uh, in Seattle as a competent coach. Like I think like now like Urban get or Urban's gone. Trevor can develop this year, and that is a hot coaching destination now i think to get there and like i think was it nate tice today on the athletic podcast was saying like trevor lawrence can be like a career maker for a coach 
So I think they're going to get a lot of a draw for some of the good head coaching candidates. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a good thing. Urban Meyer was uh, given the boot. I mean, everything from his uh, hanging out and home with his team to uh, hang out in the bars and with the, the young co-eds to hiring um, racist strength trainers from Iowa to uh, kicking members of his team, uh, calling <laughs> his assistant coaches a bunch of losers. I think like it was time for Urban to go. If you hired him, why would he? Why would he call them losers when he's the one that hired him? It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I think uh, <laughs> he, in, in terms of lessons in leadership, right? This whole leaders create culture, culture drives behavior, and behavior produces results. Well, if it's all rotten from the top, uh, you get what Urban Urban created there. But I'm glad he. I, I think it's the right thing that he's gone. And uh, hopefully things can can look up for Trevor and we get a uh, Trevor Justin Fields Super Bowl here soon in the future. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that he could have made it wasn't a money thing, right? It's like, right. I think it was an ego thing. That's that's all it can be, right? I guess like, but, you know, he could have gone to the NFL after Florida is what I understand, like. Yeah, like if you wanted yeah. to go to the NFL, like you could have just gone there after Florida. You could have gone there during Florida. Like, you, like NFL teams would have hired you, man. Like, why now? He basically, I don't, I don't get he it. he was operating with the confidence that Blockbuster Video did in about two thousand four. <laughs> right, they were feeling it. Right, they were feeling it, man. They were like, "We got this male DVD thing going on." Yeah, Netflix that. doesn't to. have the right to anything. We'll just mail DVDs to your house. You can come return them in our store. Streaming's not going to be a thing. We like they like Netflix offered like Blockbuster to buy them out, and Blockbuster was like, "No, we're good." I think that's like that Urban Meyer level of confidence. He was like early 2000s blockbuster video. Just saw his stock limitless. And now it uh, is, is very limited. Sad. Yeah. Reed Hastings. Ur- Urban Meyer, the blockbuster. Um, but with that, let's move on to what is. Well, I have one more question. Be. Yeah. Gun, gun to your head. Would you rather have Matt Nagy or Urban Meyer as the Bears head coach? That's terrible. Um, give me Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy yeah. is at least shown Come in his on. time. Like he's he's not a good X's and O's coach. Like he's got ego and all all of his issues as well. But he's produced it like except say for maybe this season, he's had good locker rooms and teams that have like bought in. Like that 2018 team and like their club dub and like when things were firing like. His team, like, his players have played hard for him. His, like, scheme is just terrible. Whereas, like, Urban's scheme was terrible, and uh, he, he was You wouldn't see it. Matt Nagy, like, grinding on some 20-year-old in a bar. What? Give me a Chicago bar that he would have The Cubby Bear. On. Yeah, the, you wouldn't see Matt Nagy and the Cubby Bear, you know, grinding on some 20-year-old. But no, I digress. He'd be, he'd be trying to figure out the whys. Um, but anyway, here we are. So we're moving into week 15, which is shaping up to be the weirdest 
uh, week of the NFL season. We we missed it in time to cap the game last night, but oh boy, what a doozy that was! Ooh. Did you catch any of that uh, Chiefs Chargers game? Yeah, at a little poker game, I uh, I caught some of it. Uh, Travis Kelsey finally broke out of his uh, crazy Oof. slump and man, went off. He had a game. The Oof. Yak King, uh, Travis Kelsey, man. Uh, you love that. That was just a fun game. I, I will say I uh, am getting older, so I may have fallen asleep once it hit 11 o'clock. Oh. Our night games are, are rough on the East Coast, as is, especially on a work night. So uh, mm. I, uh, I did fall asleep um, right as it was going into overtime and found out what happened this morning. But uh, it was a doozy of a game. Um, but as we're rolling in, so we've got games on Saturday. This is the annual college is over. Let's throw some NFL on Saturday games, which is delightful. Um, the delightful. The, uh, yeah, the Ran- or the Raiders and the Browns, we were supposed to get a doubleheader on Saturday, but COVID has decimated the Browns so hard that uh, they just moved that game till Monday. So we've got a Saturday night game, the Pats and the Colts. We've got a Sunday slate of games. We've got like a throwback to week one. We've got a Monday night double header, and we've got a Tuesday night double dip as well. That's a lot of that's a lot of football in the coming days over this holiday season. And they I overlap with some bowl games. Yeah, I anticipate my wife is going to be very disappointed in all this football that I'm going to be watching. Why didn't you get her a new book for a book? You know, like a pre-Christmas book to read. Well, I mean, we'll be with 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 family out in uh, the Salt Lake City area, so we'll be. Yeah, but you'll you'll we'll have be... to escape to watch the games, right? Yeah, I'll figure something out. I might uh, do the old uh, <laughs> AirPod in one ear trick and then just uh, listen Ooh. to the audio. Yeah, you gotta get creative, man. Yeah, um, but let's get into it. Um, Saturday night, we've got the Indianapolis Colts are hosting the uh, New England Patriots. The Back on top in the AFC East, all is well in the world. Uh, Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half. This is where you get your thoughts. I don't know why the Colts um, have been my darling this year, but uh, they just need this game way more than the Patriots. Have you you been watching their hard knocks? The in-season hard knocks? I really haven't. Um, I haven't watched one of them. I haven't watched one of them. I kind of like. I feel like Hard Knocks is just an in like an off season type thing where like I do too. You're so craving football like yep. in the end of the summer that it's just like yep. just give me anything. Even though I think yep. the past few seasons of Hard Knocks have been really bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like I would be watching this if this were the Bears, but I just don't care enough about the Colts. And it's like you said, like I'm getting so much football content that I don't need to dedicate that extra hour to see what's going on with the Colts. I think the, I I will say for the listener, um, for betting purposes, I I don't think that the Patriots will lay down by any means. Like they still want the number one seed and everything. So like, so teasing them to eight and a half, I think is a solid play. Ooh, is that going to be a, that's going to be one of your teases? Yeah, we're going to make a leg of that. We're going to make a leg. That's the only play here. I like. I think I like the Patriots in this game. Oh, board bet. We don't have any board bets this year. Are you? You like the Colts, but you like the Patriots. I think that here? the. 
I think the Patriots plus eight and a half is probably the safest bet. I would say. Okay. I lean the Colts on the on the. I wouldn't want to. Let's do. This. I wouldn't want to take Patriots money line or or two and a half. Okay. Alrighty. Um, no value there. Man, I think Belichick. Right, last year Brady like kind of pulled ahead of Belichick. Mm-hmm. Belichick and it. People were like, oh, maybe the New England run was you know, more Brady than it was Belichick. But I think this year Belichick is like, eh, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast in, in what he's doing with uh, this Pat squad with uh, Tom Brady 2.0 up there and, and Mac Jones. Uh, let me ask you this. The 49ers, are they regretting Trey Lance over Mac Jones at this point? <laughs> yes, but like what, what I love about that whole thing, because I have a couple of buddies up here um, okay. They're in your fantasy league. They're named uh-huh. Dan and Nick. And yeah, you can definitely get them to overpay for San Fran players. <laughs> Price enforcing, of course. Yeah. But anyway, what I love about that whole thing is like everyone, including them, keeps acting like, no, 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 Shanahan's a genius. Like yeah. he knew what he was doing. Like he yeah. sees something out of Trey Lance that nobody else sees, yep. right? Yep, yep, yep. And it's like now it's like, Nope, it's not really. It you just you just don't give up two first rounders and you keep Mac Jones and that's it. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I I have experience with this thought process, right? With this whole sunk cost fallacy, right? When you've invested so much, like it it, it becomes hard for you to justify or, or rationalize the real value of what it is that you now possess. And uh, I think Bears fans went through that definitely with mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky. Right. Oh no, maybe he'll just he just needs another year to develop and then he'll be as good as Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. It's like, ugh, no, you just didn't get Mahomes or Watson. And I think uh the, mm. the Niners and the Jets fans, man, they might be uh a little worried about the the discrepancy between Mac Jones and uh the, the guys they drafted. Bad. Did the uh, did the Bears know that Mitch went seven and five in his only season at North Carolina in college? <laughs> you, you gotta think they did. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think in they a did. really crappy conference. <laughs> man, Whew. man, I'll never forget that. I, I I was actually thinking that the other day. The moment I remember, I was watching that draft with my little brother. I was like, we got the number three pick. There's a chance we can get Deshaun, right? And this was before everybody knew Mahomes was going to turn into, like, what Mahomes is. But, like, for us, like, uneducated, we're like, Deshaun Watson, right? He's got, he's got the pedigree. He's the college football guy, national championship. You see the Bears trade up, and I was like, oh, my God. We just traded up for Deshaun. We did not. Did you know he went like thirty-three and two as a starter, and he absolutely in two championship games versus like Alabama that has, by the way, that had your boyfriend Kareem Jackson, um, or excuse me, not Kareem, uh, Eddie Jackson. Oh, Eddie, he he lit up the Alabama defense, which is basically an NFL defense in championship games. And but the Bears still the Bears, said, no, that's not a good track record in college. I need a 7-5 guy. 
but the Bears then learned their lesson and went back for the national championship, shows up in the big game guide, Justin Fields a couple years later. So uh, hopefully they learned their lesson. All right, let's move it on into right. Sunday. One more question about that. Yeah. Do you think the Bears had taken, like, some defensive player instead of Justin Fields in the last draft and did move up? Do you think that they would be one of the teams in the mix to be like, yeah, we should just give up three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson right now? Ooh, I think the fan base would be saying that because they're so they would desperate. Love it. They would yeah. love it. I mean, they almost they offered because Andy Dalton would be your... They offered they offered three first-rounders for um, Russell Wilson last offseason. The Bears franchise is starving for a legit quarterback. Um, so there's no telling Kyler what they wrong. what they would have wanted to do. All right, enough of Bears Corner. Sunday, oh, come on. <laughs> su- Sunday at one, we've got the Miami Dolphins who are hot all of a sudden and might be wrecking my early uh, stink that I put all over them. Miami minus nine and a half, hosting the Jets with their dink and dunky RPO offense. Yeah, I uh, this is a teaser play for me. I like Miami here. I'm gonna keep my, right. doing, what, how many points are you putting in your teaser this week? Six? Six and a half. So that teases, my, that teases them down to what, three and a half? No, three. All right, well, I see PFF is showing the line at minus nine and a half. But... Yep, so six and a half minus nine and a half is what? You, I, you said six points. These are okay. I got you. Six. I said six and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. So tell me, tell me why. What do you, what do you like about the Miami here? I mean, it's more a fade, right? Yeah. What I like about Miami is that they're playing the Jets. Right. Anything else on this one? No. I mean, I think is Miami's not coming off a of bye, are they? I don't. I don't know. You don't. <laughs> our listener feels really confident in our yeah. bets. But well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm staying confident. away from this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm fine if you want to fade the Jets. Moving on. Buffalo Bills hosting <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. Bills minus 12. Panthers, man. man. Matt Rule might be – he might be looking at uh, what, a two-and-done – situation going back to the college you, you didn't yeah. quite get in the NFL I think what happens is I'm trying to think of college coaches on the hot seat next year but yeah. rule rule will be the number one guy for any college job next year I think well, it's like he you know he blames Sam Darnold was the scapegoat year one or no Teddy Bridgewater was and then uh, Sam Darnold came in, and he was going to be the guy this year, and he was clearly not that. And then let's bring Cam back, and then, oh, let's bring, blame it on Joe Brady. Um, but yeesh, they are just not, not, not putting together. And he's supposed to be an offensive guy, right? Um, he, he's supposed to be kind of both, I think, Okay, frankly. Because Baylor had a really good defense uh, under Matt Rule. Got it. So Magoo says he swings both ways. What do you like in this game? <laughs> Buffalo minus twelve. I'd probably lay it with Buffalo. They're desperate for a win here. <laughs> they and are like de- this is a gotta winning game for Buffalo. Is Cam is Cam benched here? Because he's bad. He is he's really either bad. being benched or they're going with a two quarterback system. I think 
I think basically the Panthers are putting one quarterback and be like, ugh, I don't like that. And then they put in the other one and they're like, ugh, I don't like that either. Um, so they might just deploy both quarterbacks intermittently throughout this game. Oof. I'm staying away. I don't like laying 12. Um, give me the bills. I think Matt Rule – I think James Franklin will take a job elsewhere and Matt Rule will be the next head coach of Penn State, is my okay. prediction. All righty. Up next, Pittsburgh Steelers in their just explosive offense <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans, Pittsburgh minus one. But you know what's crazy is Pittsburgh is still, like, in not the eliminated. They put right. them on they that in the hunt more. graphic. But honestly, they put the Bears on the in the hunt graphic last Monday night. But isn't like, this eh, a... Are they really? Don't the Titans have some COVID players also? Everybody has COVID players this week. Yeah, I like the Steelers here. Sure. I I don't know. I'm staying away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think my general disposition with what COVID is doing this week is is kind of defaulting to if there's a lot of COVID stuff going on with one of the two teams, just take the points. Well, we'll get to one of the games. All uh, right. Which, which is the opposite. Which is the opposite. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, we've got the Detroit Lions hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Detroit plus 12 and a half. A big home dog. That's too many points to me. I think. I mean, man, Kyler did not look. Kyler did not look good in the last game. Um, I did the game. I, I was going to tell you that uh, I really didn't like your Arizona pick, but you had already – I only won one game last week, so I couldn't text that to you. Yeah. Um, I, I actually bet a large sum on the, the Rams for that game because with Kyler and DeAndre coming back, you know, early. Got it. The Rams needed that – the Rams needed that game yeah. way more than the Cardinals, though. Got that's it. What, that's the thing. Okay. So, I, I like the Lions, but I wouldn't bet this game. Okay. Yeah, I'm not betting it. Uh, up next, the Jacuzzi Makers of Jacksonville, the Jaguars, are hosting the Houston Ooh. Texans. Jack hot minus take. five. I've got a hot take. I've got a hot take. Let's do you it. You already know what it is. I do you know, know what it is. is. Yep. Jags are the players, not the whole organization. The players are so happy that he's gone. And so relieved that they get an interim coach, that they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, let's f and go, guys." Yep, we got this cancer out of our locker room. Yep, let's f and go. I think they, I think they beat the Texans by ten points. I'm right there with you. This goes back to <laughs> you remember. No, this was the exact an easy one we made earlier in the season with the Raiders the week that John Gruden got fired. Yeah. Exactly. Right, it's the, the we're same play, thing. Like, it's the exact same thing. Right, he's not about us. He didn't define us. Like, it's a. This is like that. Like this whole week of practice for the Jaguars is like that montage in Remember the Titans when like the white players and the black players are like gelling and coming together at like that one like training camp. Left side, strong side. That's it. That's what they're Left doing side. down in the jacuzzi. 
strong. And they're just that. they're just sloshing around in the jacuzzi. Water is going everywhere, and they are Go bonding. To jacuzzi. Yeah, Tre- uh, Tre- Trevor, uh, Trevor and Josh He's Allen and out, Miles though. Jack, and they're just having they're just having a great time in that jacuzzi. For your consolidation ladder ladder in fantasy, you need to pick up Laquan Treadwell for this weekend. Just saying. All righty, Laquan Treadwell. All righty, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Bears. Not quite slow. Oh. The New York Football Giants are hosting the Dallas Cowboys Giants home dog plus ten and a half. Boy, take it from somebody who owns Dak Prescott in, or excuse me, rosters. You can't say owns rosters. Uh, Dak Prescott in fantasy, he is playing very bad right now. Poo poo platter. Yeah, and I've heard things about like, okay, this is his get right game, but uh, I you can't take the Giants here. Like they they let me down nope. last week. I I took them versus ten and a half versus the Chargers, and yeah. I thought their defense was decent when they held Philadelphia to like nine points the other week. But yep, uh, I would just lay it with Dallas. That's your lean. That's your play. You, you can't take the you Giants. There. I'm with you there. So listening to uh, my buddies Robert Mays and Nate Ice, Nate mm. says like watching the watching the tape back like Dallas is deep like Dallas's offense is doing all the right things. They're just like tiny misses here and there, um, but he's like they're getting ready to like just pop. And uh, yeah, I think this Giants team is a team that they do that against. So I am laying the points with Dallas. All righty, up next. So apparently when. Sorry to our better to our betters listening. Would have, apparently when uh, last year when Dak lit it up, uh, most of the teams were playing man coverage versus Dallas, and uh, Dak was able to pick them apart. But now they're playing zone versus Dak. Ooh. Dak's having a little bit more trouble like hitting the windows in those zones. Those so little, those little post just something to think huh? about. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Something. Yeah. All right. Next up is a must-win game for both teams. As we shift into the 4 o'clock slate, only three games, Denver Broncos are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. So the sexy play is you just take the Bengals to rebound. Right. I'm staying away because I actually think that the public is going to be pounding the public road dog, Jay, which is the greatest fade in all of sports. And I would lean the Broncos. You're going to be on the Bengals here, but I would really advise you not to bet the public road dog. Not to bet the public road dog. Cincinnati has 73% of the tickets, and Denver has 64% of the cash. So that analysis is right there with those betting trends. I'm probably staying away. I would go Broncos. Their defense is surprising. Um, They're they're playing together. What's that? You in theory after Von after Von Miller was. Well, great. I mean, just I think when at the end of the day, Vic Fangio is just a great defensive coach and puts together wicked wicked game plans, and their offense is coming alive with uh, this uh, Javante Williams Melvin Gordon one two punch. Don't put too much on Teddy. Um, that could spell trouble, but also we might be getting in the not too few far. Against Joe Burrow. Oof. Yeah, I, I think it's the Broncos he's here. He's looking pretty special. 
I think that the betters right now listening need to think about that Vegas just got crushed and they're not going to lose mm. two weeks in a row. And that yeah. side would be the Broncos this week. There the Broncos know. will be one of my plays. Are they one of your plays? Yeah, I'm not betting the Colts, but I am betting the Broncos. And um, there was one other I'm doing. God, keep going. Yeah. This is Bears Corner now. No, we're not even close. Denver's in my oh. maybe pile. All right, up next, we've got the San Francisco 49ers <clears throat> hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Niners minus 9.5. Little buzz on the Niners now. I mean, they did have to get to overtime. They should have put that game away against uh, the Bengals last week. Kittle has just been a freaking monster lately. You've noticed. Well, yeah, too late for my fantasy team. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, the way that he's been playing, he is a fun football player to watch. He gets down and oh, dirty yeah. blocking. He's he fun. makes some amazing catches. He, That dude is just – he is <laughs> balling out. He is a fun player to watch. I am sad that Kittle was not a Chicago Bear. I was going to – I was just about to say, he would have been a great Bear. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. He's just – He's a football player's football player. I mean, he does it all. Um, and, he, and he's, like, from, like, you know, 190 miles west of Chicago, right? Yeah. He would have been, he would have been beloved. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's awesome. Um, What's unfortunate the, is he was right there. The Bears actually passed him over twice in I the know. draft. Well, it's okay. We drafted a tight end of that draft a few rounds earlier. I believe in the second we uh, traded up. Um, to get Adam Shaheen. <laughs> That's a true what, story, my friend. What are they doing? Uh, they were calling Shaheen Baby Gronk, one of the many Baby Gronks that uh, has been drafted when it turned out that was actually a kid. What's sad is, like, you look at the last 10 years of the Bears and, like, the cornerstone of their offenses have just been, like, trades, like, Jay Cutler, Martellus Bennett. Um, no, they drafted Matt Forte. Yeah, that's true. Brandon Marshall. Get out um, of here with this. They drafted Alshon as well. They that's drafted Alshon. I'm sorry. I meant Brandon We're moving on from I meant, your Bears I meant analysis. Brandon Marshall. We're moving on from your Bears analysis. The Alan Robinson. Alan Kittle Robinson. is balling. Alan Robinson. Kittle is balling. Ayuk is coming into he's – he's a playmaker again. Debo's dangerous. I'm laying the points nine and a half with the Niners. What say you? Okay, so this is another teaser for me. The Niners. Okay. I'm on board with the the Niners here. So we're gonna tease the Niners and the Dolphins and the Patriots. So that brings them down to what minus three? <clears throat> yeah, that's a plus one fifty teaser so far. Okay. All right. Up next. Baltimore, man, this would have been just a fun afternoon game. Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Green Bay Packers. Baltimore plus six and a half. Home dog. Lamar's out. What? Oof. Hold on. Some line, Not so line. fast, my friend. Is the Ravens offense that much worse off with Brett Hundley? Brett Hundley or Tyler Hundley? Whatever his name is. I think it's Brett Huntley. <laughs> it's Tyler Huntley, dude. <laughs> yep. 
Brett Huntley was that Packers uh, terrible backup from years ago. You need to get your – I thought you were the one that paid attention to the NFL this year. No way. You're yeah, totally it's, right. It's the Packers. Yeah. This is both a square don't You're care You're absolutely us. right. Holy cow. Square don't I care. No Your Packers square don't care. Yeah, I'm with oh, you. Yeah, easily. I don't know why that line is so low, in fact. I guess Vegas is really taking a stand, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Baltimore's secondary is decimated. Lamar's out. Packers are firing. I, yeah, just go with the Packers. Is that a, is that a pick for you? Yeah, this is like this is like Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm really gonna make a run at the Super Bowl in my last year in Green Bay, and if it doesn't work out, I'm going to. I don't know. Was he, what's he gonna do? Go to Denver next year, probably. So yeah. Well, not so fast, my friend. I. Uh... I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. No, he's not. Yep. There's no way. Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't think so. You heard it here first. I think. I think he is going to end up staying. I think he either goes to. Nope. I think that seeing what Brady has been doing as as long as he is, in Rodgers, I mean, he is still freaking balling out. He's still got all the physical tools. Um, winning does a whole lot. If I'm that organization, I'm not letting him go. Um, I think Do you think stays. he was full of it about his criticisms of the organization? No, but I think uh, I think I I don't see him leaving. He just doesn't want to lose. As, basically, as much as as much as that pains me, I I uh, I think he stays for a bit. Well, he All right, he owns the on. Bears. Data would indicate that he has been very successful <laughs> against the Bears. All Data right, moving points. on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay minus 11 and a half. This is too many points, Jay, and you know yeah, it. I think so. I think so. New Orleans defense is frisky. They still have a great defense, and they're going to – they're just going to – they're going to, like, ugly this game up. Ugly it up yep. big time. Is that a pick for you? Uh, yeah, not a pick because Sean Payton is apparently going to be out, and it turns out you need oh, coaches in the NFL. That's true. That's true. I would lean New Orleans, but I'm I'm going to stay away from this game. Yeah, that I just remember that I saw this shot. The COVID, week. the people that are out with COVID this week is just all over the place. Um, yeah, I I would lean the Saints here as well. All right, Monday night. The five o'clock game was supposed to be Saturday. <laughs> five o'clock. Cleveland won versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Cleveland has some players on this. Yeah, what? I thought that line was four now. PFF is, is showing it. Now? I have no idea. My, I am just staying away from this game. I have no. No. Idea. If you I, bet this I, game, you're nuts. Wait until no. We I'm get laying towards... it with. I'm laying it with the Raiders with that with that number. Come on, twenty players. Just lay the points with the Raiders. It's fine. They have twenty players, so Keenum and and uh, Baker That's are out. True. Keen, That's they're true. down to their third string. You got to be kidding me. It's not even a touchdown. Like that's free money right there. Uh, what if uh, Cleveland uh, signs Seneca Wallace? 
Is he a Iowa State alum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. <laughs> so, yeah, just go with the Raiders in this game. Um, Monday night, right over here in Bears Corner, Chicago Bears are hosting. The Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings are coming to Justin Fields. Oh, no. Bears plus six. PFF actually says there's values, value on the Bears. What say you, Magoo? Uh, well, I'll start with this. Do you see the extreme irony out of this game? Do you know what I'm about to say? That the Bears have more players on the COVID list than the Vikings do? <laughs> yeah. The Vikings are one of the teams that are not like COVID decimated <laughs> the whole season. You've been saying, like, Deal. yeah, Kurtz will get vaccinated. Kurt's natural immunity and his plexiglass shields are protecting him. So, what say you, science? Um, on the Bears' COVID list are the names such as Eddie Jackson, Allen Robinson, uh, Larry Borum. And Eddie Goldman. So that means that but that's so Larry Borum is out at right tackle, meaning guess who his replacement is? One, Lechavius Simmons. The last game he started for the Bears was the Tampa Bay game, which uh, I don't know if you remember that, but their uh, offensive line might as well not have even been on the field. Take the Vikings, lay the points, and move on. Yeah, but none of those players you're talking about were any of the players that you promised me looked really good for the Bears last week. What if I also told you that all three coordinators for the Bears are also out of this game with COVID? They're going to be on game day without their OC, their DC, or their special teams coordinator. Ouch. Their OC calls plays. Their offensive coordinator calls the offensive plays, which means that Matt Nagy is calling the plays. And I don't know if you know this. He doesn't have a great track record doing that. Uh, Sean Desai, their defensive play caller, also out for this game. And their defense is playing a bunch of practice squad people. And then they're – like, just bet the Vikings here. I could do more analysis on, like, Zimmer's defensive game plan and how he mugs up the offensive line and – makes assignments difficult and the Bears struggle at figuring out assignments and get confused and let Justin Fields get broken ribs. You know all of that. Just lay the points with mm-hmm. the Vikings. You've also told me uh, that you should never trust a coach and a visor. So there the Bears go. fans will remember that for going forward. All righty. Now to the <laughs> rare, the rarefied Tuesday night doubleheader. Uh, the first is the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the football team, Philadelphia minus eight. Well, so this is the game I was talking about earlier where you just said, just grab the points this week. But yeah, didn't what you didn't research game. was that the Viking or the uh, Viking, the Redskins, the football team, the football team, wash your mouth out with soap. Yeah, they're the ones with the COVID. So. They have a lot of COVID. They adjusted the line accordingly, though. So Heineke looks like he's out. Yep. Well, I mean, the game at nine and a half is a little more interesting. Uh, The initial thought is four and a half, which was the opening line. Obviously, you bet the the Eagles, but 
You you stay away from this. Yep. They've already they've already uh, adjusted the line for the COVID thing. So yep. Stay away from this one, and then the next one, the Rams at the Seahawks. Rams minus six. Rams have like twenty some players on the COVID list right now. I'm staying away as well. Wait, that's still the line. Is minus six. Yeah, that's what it shows right now on PFF. Well, I would take the Seahawks at that at that number for sure. I thought they would have adjusted to like Seahawks minus one. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's the week fifteen COVID crazies. All right. Well, uh, are we ready for uh, these uh, great bowl game seasons that you're going to be watching in Utah? No. Do I have to stay uh-huh. on for this part? Well, it's interesting because we right now we have uh, we have two ten point double digit dogs that are winning right now, or one already won. Excuse me. Middle Tennessee State upset Toledo as a ten point favorite, and Northern also, Illinois. No cares. Like you've got to be really degenerate do. if you're betting on Northeastern Toledo State. Well, you know what? That's the only people that listen to our pod, Jay. So the joke's on you. <laughs> That's it's degenerate. Point. Nobody else and is your listening. Mom. And Mrs. Magoo, Miss Magoo, <laughs> your mama. I don't know. I can't get Billy to lit, but he doesn't bet. You know, it's probably just degenerates that I tag like. So I tag yeah. our podcast on Spotify like betting, college football, mm. gambling sports bets you know mm. like and then people that like google that on spotify are like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to this pod because it's gonna be your i don't i don't recommend it <laughs> you need to <laughs> western kentucky appalachian state appalachian state oh. is a two and a half point favorite but i like bailey zappy and the western kentucky hilltoppers here uh as the dog so take the money line uh, Chase Bryce turns the ball over quite a bit. UTEP Fresno State. Fresno is a plus. Hold on real quick. Here's my quick rule of thumb. If you are watching a team, a, a call, if you're if you're thinking about betting on a college bowl game where it's a state school, but the name of the college like doesn't actually contain one of the 50 states, you probably shouldn't be interested in the game. <laughs> Further, if the team has like two of the cardinal directions in the name. You also shouldn't watch that game. Well, guess what? It's bowl season and there's nothing else to watch with the family. So, uh, Northern either... Southern Mississippi University. Let's do it. Jay, you have two choices. You either have to interact with in laws or bet on some, <sighs> digitally bet on some games. <laughs> like... I will choose the latter. Players of the game, this is uh, Benjamin Schnipperwapple, who's got a future career in car sales. You have in-laws that the... are going to be like, when are you going to knock up my, you know, nephew or niece or whatever? No, you just, it's like, just going to go like skiing or something. I don't need to watch these games. Uh, UTEP is a 11-point underdog versus Fresno State. And okay. they're gonna care. They're gonna care a lot more about this game than Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be really happy to go to the New Mexico Bowl, not that far for them. And I would take the eleven and a half points. So last year, a lot of the favorites covered, but I think Vegas 
is going to uh, get a lot of the dogs to cover this year in the bowl games. So I would take the points with UTEP. Okay. Uh, so uh, this one's close to your heart. BYU is a oh! six-and-a-half-point six favorite to UAB. The Storm and Mormons. Yeah, and I do like I do like laying the points in this one with BYU, even though they're not excited to go to Shreveport, Louisiana, even though there's some great gambling there. Oh, man. What a um, poor versus... college kid. Like, oh, heck yeah, we made a bull. Where are we going? Shreveport. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they have the bull there, but they do. So, yes. uh, In the Lending Tree Bowl, uh, Eastern Michigan <laughs> plays Liberty. <laughs> Talk about the prestige that one gets when they've made it to the uh, lending lending tree bowl. Yeah, yeah, very wow. cool. Mm. Very cool. I would lay the points here with Liberty. A lot of the squares, the so Michigan... So when you get to the typically at these bowl games, right? The sponsors mm-hmm. give these college kids like swag bags. But if it's just a lending mm-hmm. tree bowl, like do they just let people borrow these? Like here's the iPod. <laughs> That Borrow. you can use while you're here this weekend. We're just lending it to you, <laughs> but uh, you have to give it back before you return to your school. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> but anyway, you you lay the points with Liberty here because yeah. they have they have the same record, um, but Liberty has uh, so much more explosive offense than uh, Eastern Michigan mm. here. Um, you so here's one you'll love. Uh, this yeah. Can you, ready for the name of this bowl? Yep. This is the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, LA. Bowl. No, you've got to be kidding me. It's literally called the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Utah what? State and Oregon State. Does like Guillermo? Will Guillermo do like the coin flip and referee? Mm-hmm. Like, is there like bits? Is like I think Jimmy Kimmel will. Sal, is cousin Sal doing like the announcing in this game? What the heck? How is this a, be a real life involved. thing? Yeah, this is a real life involved. thing. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Oh my gosh, what are we doing, America? We're we're gonna take the over in this game. What, uh, we're not gonna bet a side, but we're gonna take the over. Uh, Fifty-four and a half. All right, do we have to? Yeah, we got to. The, the, okay. These teams. Nobody's going to be able to stop each other. These these defenses are terrible, Jay, but they're off. Is, is really it just because they just want to get the game over and go home? <laughs> Come on. These bowl games are fun. You got BYU. Becca's whole family's going to be rooting for BYU. They are not. Like, this is just, it's so watered down. I thought, like, <laughs> bowl games used to be cool. We have Louisiana and Martin. The, la- the last. Uh, uh, I got three more games before our next pod. So, uh, okay. Louisiana Marshall. So, uh, Louisiana, of course, lost their head coach, Billy Napier, to Florida. So, I like, yeah, the line hasn't already adjusted for that, weirdly. Okay. So, it's only minus four. I would just lay the points with Louisiana here. I'm sad you know all this information. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dominion in Tulsa is next. Uh, Old Dominion, that's that new country band, right? Yeah. So Old Dominion had to go on a five-game winning streak to make a bowl. They are so excited to be in a bowl right now. And Tulsa, I don't know, is this is the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. 
Um, <laughs> great. Anyway, gonna, grab the. It's gonna be exciting when these mm-hmm. games start getting just like uh, sponsored by like the corn lobby. You like the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, but you didn't think it was real. I I still don't believe that's real. Look it up. Look it up. I would believe it if it were a Conan O'Brien Bowl, but definitely not a Jimmy Kimmel. Grab the points with Old Dominion here. Uh, Kent State grabbing anything without consent. Uh, Kent State and Wyoming claim the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, You're going to want to bet the over here, Jay. Neither of these defenses, I don't think, will be able to stop the other. It's going to be some really bad defenses uh, in mm. that matchup. Okay. Uh, in Kent State, Wyoming. Your UTSA Roadrunners, you've heard of them. Oh, I have. They play San Diego State in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl <laughs> in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> they have to go have these on sponsorship. Yeah, it's tropical a Dallas smoothie, Cowboys. Tropical smoothie was like, look, dude, this is too much money for my blood. Uh, anyone else want to go in on this bull sponsorship with me? I love it. So they play at the Cowboys it's, practice facility. This is the uh, tropical smoothie Allbirds Wool Runners Bowl. Yeah, UTSA is a two point favorite here versus the number twenty four team in the nation. I tell you, I watched the. Uh, I watched the Conference USA uh, championship game with UTSA. They looked really good. I'm going to take the Roadrunners here. Uh, Great. Uh, Liam, the two here. And then the last game that I have on the list before our next um, podcast for the bowl games is the – you'll be interested in this one because uh, it's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Oh yeah, let's get into some of that dirty defense contract. <laughs> you know about the, you know about the. Armed oh forces. yeah, you were once armed in a part of the force, so sure. Uh, we have Mizzou and Army in this game. Okay. So once again, I'm not going to take a side. I'm going to take the over in this game. Mizzou mm-hmm. has a horrible, horrible run defense, as you know. I, and what does Army do that. well? They run. The, they just run the triple option, so oh. Mizzou can't stop the triple option, and all Army does is score. And all Army does is give up a lot of points on defense. So take the over in Mizzou and Army. Right. I don't remember a single one of those bets, but a listener, if you're still out there, oh boy, have fun with those games. Yeah, you're gonna look up if the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is real. I am actually not. <laughs> I can't. That's shocking to me. All righty. If you uh, if you learned a lot of stuff about the BYU uh, team, you might impress Becca's family. So, yeah, I don't know about that. They uh, they're more of a musical theater people rather than uh, sports people. Oh, Book of Mormon. Yeah, it's a great show. You should watch it. We went to it. It was wonderful. It really was. Mm -hmm. It really was. Yeah. Alrighty, wow, it's been a long one tonight for uh, the listener that is definitely not going to make fifty-five it minutes. Oh, any any uh, closing comments? Uh, no. Should I uh, close it out with? Uh, Do you have any like sage advice? Do you have any sage advice for uh, anyone who might still be out there? I mean, yeah. I mean, when you when you don't want to bet the Lockheed Martin, when you don't want to bet the. Uh, 
uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Castback, just remember this one thing that Jay always tells me, mm. which is you can't lose what you don't put in the middle. That's true. But, Jay, you can't win much either. There you go. <laughs> Till next week.